I'm Elizabeth and you're listening to the Cloud and Sec Learning Podcast. This was originally written by Andre Camillo. In this episode I'd like to talk about AWS Elastic Cloud Compute, an overview. This content is part of the Solutions Architect Associate Certification Study. Let's dive in. Alright, so I'm going to follow a template to discuss the main services in AWS. The order of how I'm tackling these topics will follow this structure. 1. Define what the service is. 2. Why they exist. 3. How to use it. How to secure it. The origins of EC2 services and cloud solution providers business is connected in many ways. Back in 2003, in Bezos off Sighthouse, the idea was born, as this article from TechCrunch reports, their report reads, quotes. But the idea of selling that set of services really began to take shape at an executive off-site at Jeff Bezos' house in 2003. A 2016 TechCrunch article on the origins AWS described how that started to come together. As the team worked, Jassy recalled, they realized they had also become quite good at running infrastructure services like compute, storage and database, due to those previously articulated internal requirements. What's more, they had become highly skilled at running reliable, scalable, cost-effective data centers out of need. As a low-margin business like Amazon, they had to be as lean and efficient as possible. That's an impressive origin for technology services, don't you think? EC2 or Elastic Compute Cloud is one of the fundamental services of AWS. It's essentially a virtual machine hosted in AWS. Since launch it has become a core cloud service for AWS in terms of revenue. Reports from 2019 that the gross margin profit on these services might be in the mid-50%. According to CNBC this report, other cloud solution providers also have similar gross margins in this kind of service, by the way. Check out the written version of this episode for a graphic of these impressive numbers and the source of these facts. Now on to the why of EC2 services. There are several reasons why EC2 has become so popular this type of service is utilized by almost every cloud customer, given its ease of setup and management, elasticity, which is the ability to deploy more workloads when needed, scalability, and also its billing method, you only pay for what you use. Let's discuss how EC2 works. Elastic Compute Cloud are flexible and support a varied number of CPU, memory, disk and network interface configuration. Each of these, otherwise tangible, resources incur in costs. On top of that, you'll configure policies, network and access to this machine. These settings are not billable and will not incur in direct costs. But let's look at the main aspects to decide when creating EC2 instances which all incur in costs in some ways. These are CPU. The number of virtual CPUs of the machine. There are a number of options from 1 up to 192, do bear in mind, however, that AWS releases new capacities every once in a while. Memory. The actual amount of RAM memory of your instance, in GIB. There are options from 512 megabytes up to 768 gigabytes, is that enough for your app? Closing parenthesis. Disks. Options diverge in size but most importantly in disk technology, speed. 
Network Interfaces AWS provides a few network cards with up to 50 gigabits per second bandwidth. You'll choose an instance type with a combination of the aspects above. There is a plethora of instance types that can be optimized for compute, storage, memory, network or balanced. Have a look at a comparison of options here. Next in the configuration there will be placement groups, and what are placement groups? According to AWS, when you launch a new EC2 instance, the EC2 service attempts to place the instance in such a way that all of your instances are spread out across underlying hardware to minimize correlated failures. You can use placement groups to influence the placement of a group of interdependent instances to meet the needs of your workload. There are three placement strategies. Cluster. This is for when you have applications that require high network throughput and low latency between themselves, this is the choice for you. It will place multiple machines in close availability zones to achieve the above. The use case for it is good for high-performance workloads partition, a WS-owned definition for it. Spreads your instances across logical partitions such that groups of instances in one partition do not share the underlying hardware with groups of instances in different partitions. This strategy is typically used by large distributed and replicated workloads, such as Hadoop, Cassandra, and Kafka. Good for multiple instances. Spread. When you need workloads to be running in actual different physical racks. Useful for when you need to meet criteria for redundant databases that must reside in separate hardware, for instance. Good for, critical, individual instances AWS documentation details how to manage placement groups with AWS CLI commands and PowerShell to help you automate everything. Which, by the way, takes us to the next topic. Automation is a big part of EC2 instances. When you're setting up one of these machines you're allowed to apply a shebang script as a bootstrap script. Well, these are two terms you don't see often. Shebang is a sequence of characters, which are hash and exclamation mark, at the beginning of a script that indicate to Unix-like OS to use the data as an executable. Data in this script may be used as input data. Bootstrap is a piece of code that contains everything it needs to run. You can create an instance and use a bootstrap script to install services and applications via command on that machine, upon its initialization process. A bootstrap script is what is known as user data, and it allows to manage metadata, super handy for automation, as you must be guessing. Finally, the most important part of any device holding data, security. AWS has put together a set of recommendations to secure data in EC2 here, they state that, for data protection purposes, we recommend that you protect AWS account credentials and set up individual user accounts with AWS Identity and Access Management, IAM. That way each user is given only the permissions necessary to fulfill their job duties. We also recommend that you secure your data in the following ways. Use multi-factor authentication, MFA, with each account. Use SSL, TLS to communicate with AWS resources. We recommend TLS 1.2 or later. Set up API and user activity logging with AWS CloudTrail. Use AWS encryption solutions, along with all default security controls within AWS services. Use advanced managed security services such as Amazon Macy, which assists in discovering and securing personal data that is stored in Amazon S3.
If you require FIPS 140-2 validated cryptographic modules when accessing AWS through a command line interface or an API, use a FIPS endpoint. For more information about the available FIPS endpoints, see Federal Information Processing Standard, FIPS, 140-2. This is all good and useful stuff, for sure. I would say that for an EC2 creation perspective, securing an instance involves at least the following access control components, resource login, resource network communications to secure your access to the resource AWS will provide multiple ways to log in into your instance. The method may vary per OS that your VM utilizes. You may have to create your unique encryption, key pair, a file that is used to authenticate your login sessions. Connection options include SSH, RDP, EC2 Instance Connect There is a comprehensive list of all connection options here. Securing network communications to the instance is key when setting it up. This is part of the instance creation under the Security Group section. You must ensure that the security group allows access to this machine from allowed IPs only, and not from the entire web. So our friend, 0.0.0.0, is bad when it comes to management protocol access. More on this in the episode's notes. With this, we conclude an overview of AWS EC2 services. Hopefully this is useful. Let me know your thoughts on this down below. Check out www.learncloudnsec.net for more content and medium.com slash andrecamillo, with double L, for more cloud and security articles. Thank you, talk to you again soon.